Welcome to the Ag Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. On this podcast, we visit with the movers and shakers in the ag industry, some of whom come up with new innovations to help agriculture out. Of those is the director of the High Plains Regional Climate Center and professor at the School of Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, Rizal Mahmoud. Today, we talk about some new climate normals that have just been released. In other words, some compiled data when it comes to climate that will be useful for several stakeholders, including those in agriculture. To get us started here today, Professor Mamu, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. Well, um, I'm a climatologist, but I work a little bit in the weather realm too, so I look at data and some of the work I have done lately includes how land use, land cover influences uh, atmosphere, weather, and climate. And that's, um, my, that's some of my research, but I also uh, work quite a bit with our stakeholders, so what we call climate services. In other words, we make uh, weather and climate observations make data available for general public, uh, to government, uh, whoever it is in between. And we developed those weather and climate-based data uh, tools, data products, decision tools, so that uh, relevant uh, individual or group or local government, state government, federal government, they can make important decisions. Okay, very good. So tell me, how do you develop a climate tool? How, do, how does this process work? Generally, it works. We talk to our stakeholders. It can be via a variety of workshops we conduct. An individual, private citizen can join. It can be sometimes intermediary organizations, such as a National Weather Service, or a local office from United States Department of Agriculture or a local public health department. They can come and they tell us that the folks they work with, they need this kind of tool, that kind of tool. So we converse with them. And via that conversation, we develop tools. We just do not develop. This is what we think is good. No, it's not. It's, it's the way we develop is a two-way conversation. So... We know about climate data. We say, okay, these are the data available. This is kind of things we can do. And our stakeholders, they come back and give us feedback that, uh, yes, we can improve on that side, this side, and things like that. And so this is a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, two-way interactions. And via that, we develop these tools. Very good. Have you developed, because it says that the release of new climate normals, have you released climate normal tools in the past? Is this like an upgrade or is this brand new? It's a brand new. The way it works that in the federal government, your audience may know, there is an organization called NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, uh, everybody is familiar with National Weather Service, which is part of NOAA. But another organization within the NOAA is National Climate, uh, National Centers for Environmental Information. And we work with them. We are part of them. And they just released the new climate normals 
for the period of 1991 to 2020. So in that process that we have a lot of engagement with stakeholders, that it came about that although climate normal is for last 30 years, but we folks also would like to know, say, how it was like between 2010 to 2020 or 2005 to 2013, things like that, and an easy access to the data. So sometimes much larger, larger organizations provide us or we work with that gives us, we as a smaller organizations, we can move quick, we can do things. Uh, we have also speciality of doing things like this. So national centers for environmental information talk to us. There is a need of this kind of uh, tool. Would you be willing to and develop such things? So we have developed this tool. So the tool itself, what it does is an user, anybody, that could be you or anyone, this, all this data, everything is freely available, can go come to our website, and uh, I can give that information later, and use variety of ways to locate a location and ask for, say, average monthly temperatures, okay? So, for example, they can say, I want data from state of Colorado. They can just type down in a box in Colorado, and then if they ask for search for stations, it would list all the stations, weather stations that are available in the state of Colorado. Then an user can select a station, the station of their interest, and then they specify the years uh, for which they would like to see the data for, and they can see the data. If they want, they can download that data, and then they can play with it. They can plot on their own or whatever they want. Okay, I'll stop there. Okay, and then as far as entering the data, the information that you'll be putting into the climate norm, who does that part of it? Okay, so that data is available from National Centers for Environmental Information. That data gets collected by in, from the entire country. A big chunk of it gets collected by the volunteers, oh, okay, okay, that we call co-op observers. For example, state of Colorado has a bunch of those. So they collect the data, uh, so every state collects the data, and then they provide the data to the National Centers for Environmental Information, they process it, then that data comes back to us. And then we do whatever needs to be done at our end. And how often will that be updated? So this is what we are going to have right now is 1961 to 2020. Typically, they get updated every 30 years. So the data is available. Someone can use that data for a variety of things, but going forward, these normals are for 30 years, okay? But the data get updated every day. For this tool, they are going to have data from only that period, okay? For further, they can come back to us, and we can provide the data via different venues. 
So updated latest data. And is this norm, is this climate norm applicable to farmers and ranchers and, and other stakeholders all over the United States, all over the world, or is it just regional? It's for the United States only. If you have any part of the United States, you live in any part of the United States, you can use that data. What else about this that I haven't asked about that would be good to know on on how it can actually be used for agriculture? Farmers love this data. I know that because we have connections to that community. So we work with our colleagues, for example, NRCS and United States Department of Agriculture and so forth. So farmers uh, typically ask, this for this kind of information that, oh, I would like to know how it was for the last five years. Or I was doing so-and-so planting. I would like to know how it was between 2013 through 2017. Uh, so they can have all this temperature data and so forth. So in that way, it can be helpful. But this tool is not static. In other words, when we develop this tool, we actually have webinars, um, and where we have uh, reached out to a variety of sectors, representatives from those sectors gave us feedback, and that's how we developed. But since we released it, we are also getting additional feedback. Okay? So we plan to, uh, you know, expand it depending on funding and such, but we would like to expand it farther than where it is right now based on those feedbacks. And then I guess one last question I thought of as you were mentioning um, the use in agriculture, but you have said stakeholders. In addition to those in agriculture, who would be some of your other stakeholders for this? Besides agriculture, people in water resource managers, variety of levels, state, I mean local, state, regional level, they use this data. Cities, when I say cities, I'm not talking about only large metropolitan areas. I'm talking about you know, small towns. I'm a public health officials. They use our data. I just had conversation with a group uh, yesterday regarding uh, applications of climate data in public health. Uh, folks in transportation, they use uh, this data. So, it, I mean, people in uh, Department of Interior, United States Geological Survey, um, uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs, uh, tribal communities, all kinds of different groups, they use our data. I want to thank my guest once again for being on the Ag Queen podcast here today, Director of the High Plains Regional Climate Center and Professor at the School of Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, Razul Mahmoud. I'm Lori Boyer. <music>